look forward to retirement and avoid the pitfalls. Keep listening for ways to maximize your retirement income. More Than Money with the Popowich Carmelli Advisory Group, CIBC Woodgundy, on News Talk 770. Welcome back here with Dave and Faisal. You're on uh, 770 CHQR and More Than Money. Hang on, I'm all tangled up in my own. Listen, you know, we've got lots of people that are... Um, have built successful businesses, have put their heart and sweat and uh, time in uh, in building a business. And maybe they're getting to that point where they have to start thinking about uh, exiting, right? Do you know how there are a lot of Canadians who rely on their business to fund their retirement? They've put the entire amount of their, their savings, mm-hmm. net worth, mm-hmm. um, retirement plan in their business and so to get that equity that money out to retire to enjoy the uh, the fruits of their labor right. uh is is a very difficult task and it's a long process yeah that's right it's not something you wake up one day and uh you know you just execute yeah, on, you're not right? selling a stock on the stock market that's it's correct. it's a lot more yeah. more difficult yeah so there's lots of different ways to do that um and we're going to explore perhaps uh, a bit of a novel approach to to that as we sort of work on this um, you know, this idea of trying to reposition the wealth that you've accumulated over your wealth to uh, to a format that might be better suited to supporting your lifestyle needs as you go through uh, go through retirement. And we've got uh, Hillary Abel, who's a co-founder of Project Equity, joining us today. Hillary, welcome to the show. Thank you. So let's let's just talk a little bit about this um, this whole notion of I own a business and I'd I'd like to transition it. It can be a bit of a daunting task. Um, you're focused on a, on a new concept that looks at your employees becoming the future owners as you retire. So tell us just a bit about Project Equity, and then let's start the conversation around this idea of how employees can become owners. Sure. Project Equity is a a U.S. nonprofit based in Oakland, California, that works throughout the United States, raising awareness and helping business owners understand the different approaches to employee ownership and the reasons they might be interested in considering it. And then we help them assess the feasibility of an employee ownership transition. And if they want to move forward, we work with them from beginning to end and even beyond the transition to help the company thrive once it becomes employee owned. So how does, and, how does uh, it all work? Point? Like, how does that all work? There, Hillary? <laughs> sure. Um, the, the, the simplest way to describe it is that when a business owner decides to convert their company to employee ownership, they'll set up a new employee-owned entity. And it's usually an ESOP, which I know you have in Canada, like we do in the United States, um, an employee stock ownership plan. Um, or it could be a worker cooperative. And there are some other forms of employee ownership, broad-based employee ownership, where everybody who, who meets the basic criteria can participate as an employee owner. So a new entity is set up, and then that entity actually buys the business from the selling owner. And it's usually financed primarily through debt, although there will be some equity from from the new employee owners in in many cases. It's usually a combination of seller financing and then external financing. So we have a lot of community development financial institutions in the United States that have been supporting these types of transitions. And we're hoping that that banks and other types of funders will be doing so in the future. So... uh who is this uh, geared towards? Is this for small business, medium, large, or does it matter? It, it can happen with all sizes of business, actually. Our particular target um, at Project Equity is to small and medium-sized businesses that are independently locally owned 
And we're, we're most interested in speaking to the very business owners you were talking about in the beginning of our conversation, the, the baby boomers who have, have built businesses mm-hmm. over decades and who do, who do rely on those businesses for their retirement. And um, you'll forgive me, I'm sure, for using United States statistics. I'm sorry, I don't have the parallel ones for Canada. But I can tell you that in the United States, 10,000 baby boomers are retiring every day. And while there's been a lot of focus on what that means for the healthcare system or social security, it wasn't until recently that we have helped and many others have make the you know cities and local economic development officials aware of the impact on the small business community and on our local economies. And in the United States, it's actually 2.3 million businesses owned by baby boomers. And that's from a project equity study that used you know, pretty conservative data from our Census Bureau. Mm-hmm. And they employ 25 million people. And we, when we compare that to the, um, you know, full um, all employment, all jobs in the United States, it's actually one in six jobs mm-hmm. are in these businesses owned by baby boomers. Mm-hmm. So um, they're independently held businesses that generally do not have succession plans. They generally don't have a family member to pass the business on to. Here it's only about 15% of businesses these days that do pass on to a, a child in the family. Um, so we're, we're raising awareness about the idea that employee ownership can offer you buyers who are literally working beside you day to day and have helped the owner build that business. And what, what organizations like us do, and, and there are folks in Canada who do it as well, um, is to help structure, work with the selling owner and with the, a subset of the employees to structure a doable and, and appropriate for, the, for their goals. Um, approach to employee ownership, choosing the entity, designing the governance, um, making sure there's a smooth management transition, um, and then we help walk them through it. So it's an idea that most people, as you said, are not familiar with. And so when when they hear about it, it feels complicated and confusing. Mm -hmm. Um, And it is a complex process, but we we make it very doable for folks. And I think that's one piece, uh, Dave, that a lot of business owners don't really look into deep. They look at external buyers, Mm -hmm. They look at, you know, the, the individual, maybe even the competitors to buy them out, but they don't look at what's right. in their underneath their own roof in, in that, that sense where they can they can build from the ground up with employees, not business partners, mm-hmm. but employees who can then take over and, and, and move from there. So there's a huge opportunity. I think people need to look at this now. Now, um, Hillary, how far in advance mm-hmm. before you sell your business should you be looking at opportunities like this? I'm so glad you asked that question because I think a lot of people think you can make this happen quickly. And like you said, um, you, you shouldn't approach it as a quick turnaround process. We like to see business owners planning five to 10 years in advance. Um, but if you haven't done that, no need to worry. I think if, if business owners allow themselves a, a two-year transition timeline, that can work very well. Um, and that would include you know, learning about this, deciding which way to go, and then doing some transition after the company has converted. We, we believe that we can now get the process down to less than a year um, for the actual feasibility assessment and transition. But we're fairly on par with these employee ownership conversions with, I think, selling through a business broker. Most brokers we've talked to would say you should probably allow one year minimum and more likely two to see a sale go through. I think given the financial times that we've had over the past, let's call it decade, um, there's been ups and downs, especially in this province. Uh, We've had a lot of business owners have had some tough times recently. And so they may not be able to have that vision that they're going to um, sell their business in the near future, mm-hmm. two, five years down the road, they might want to stick through it a little bit longer because they may have to or 
or just it's not the right time to sell or what have you. And so um, the prepare the preparation for that is is not always done until it's some probably too late sometimes. And so, uh, Hilary, from your experience, if people are still unsure about about when they want to pull that trigger date of sale, should they still explore this opportunity and look at what the avenue is and and the ideas behind it? Absolutely, I would recommend any business owner to start as early as you can to explore this, because even if you don't want to start designing and executing a transition for a few years, there are lots of things you can do that are good for your business in any scenario that will help prepare you for an employee ownership transition. So those are things like open book management, you know, sharing, doing education about your company's financials with the workforce. And that's something that benefits any business and makes it more profitable and stronger and different forms of employee engagement can be a great way to develop both the culture that will, you could call an ownership culture, you know, whether or not people are literally owners, but you can develop that sense of responsibility and commitment to the business, as well as understanding of the business itself. Yeah, I think, uh, I think that's well said, and, and perhaps we'll, uh, we'll leave it at that point, um, which is, uh, you know, I thank you for, for joining us today, because I think it's interesting uh, who better knows the value of your business and how to run the business than the people that have been working in the business? Well said. Right? And as Faisal said, I think that's sometimes uh, not the first thought, uh, you know, to go there. You look for a, for a single purchaser or a strategic acquisition, but often those people working there are the best, uh, are the best ne- next generation. Hillary, thank you very much for taking time with us. Thank you so much. I've enjoyed it. We've been joined by Hillary Abel, co-founder of Project Equity. Uh, Faisal, I think that uh, when you have a business, it's an asset. Ultimately, an asset will be, um, it can be retained, it can be changed, it can be sold as you uh, move through life, different stages, right? All those assets, the composition, the, the respectful decomposition sometimes and recomposition of assets to meet that next stage of your life is something we're going to be talking about. Yeah, this show shows complexity at the end of the day. It's not easy to transition into retirement, regardless if you're a business owner or not. The transition to retirement is very complex, and we're going to discuss our solution behind how to bulletproof your retirement on Tuesday, January 23rd, 7 p.m. at the Crowfoot Co-op Wine and Spirits. Now you need to reserve your seats, so give us a call at 966-8400. That's 966-8400, or you can register online at morethanmoneyradio.com. Okay, stick around after the break because we're going to continue our series that we started last week on divorce and retirement. You're on 770 CHQR and More Than Money. David Popovich and Faisal Carmelli are portfolio managers and investment advisors with CIBC Woodgundy in Calgary. The views of David Popovich and Faisal Carmelli do not necessarily reflect those of CIBC World Markets, Inc. Clients are advised to seek advice regarding their particular circumstances from their personal tax and legal advisors. If you are currently a CIBC Woodgundy client, please contact your investment advisor. CIBC Woodgundy is a division of CIBC World Markets, Inc., a subsidiary of CIBC and a member of the Canadian Investor Protection Fund and Investment Industry Regulatory Organization of Canada.